Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Be The Frequency podcast. I'm your host, Shalane Carter, and this podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wealth, quantum physics, and spirituality. I help bring you practical tools to be able to understand and utilize the subtle energy realms to work for you to create the most abundant life. I have been everything from a single mom living off food stamps, being a makeup artist and feeling so lost, to building a six-figure business, attracting the love of my life, traveling the world and feeling incredibly aligned with my purpose here on earth. With my background in healing and being on the road to getting my PhD in integrative medicine myself, along with many other incredible guests are going to share with you how to actually change your habits and shift your frequency so you can begin to live the life that you know you were meant to. Are you ready to take the quantum leap? Let's do this. Do you ever sit on your birthdays and think, wow, 35 years ago, I was emerging from the womb. <laughs> like when you think about, okay, and this is where my mind always goes, is that your subconscious records everything. So like there is memory of this um, catapult into the world and somewhere in there, whether you're conscious of it or not, doesn't really matter, it's there. And I think about that every birthday and I'm like, damn, that's really like, that's really incredible how far I've come. <laughs> I, am, I am recording as promised. Um, something that I've done for the past few years and it's always felt really good is to try and find a way that I can give um, back to people on my birthdays. Um, what's funny is that um, I come to find out the more I kind of learn about I'm, I'm a Virgo um, sun, I am a Gemini moon, and I'm a Sagittarius rising for those astrology geeks out there. Um, and I've also, which is wild, but I've met one other person that has the exact, we're not born the same year. In fact, we are 15 years apart, but we have the same, same exact astrological placing on our birthdays, same, same day. But it's just crazy 15 years apart because um, all the, the planets um, move so quickly and things like that, you know, when you think about the, the full moon. And anyways, this isn't an astrology episode, but um, I actually realized this year that I have so many Virgos in my life. And I also realized that um, a lot of the way in which um, Virgos feel really good is by making other people feel really good. Um, the Virgo nature has a tendency to be very um, maternal, very comforting and nurturing. And um, it's interesting because I remember, um, I can't remember, it was fifth grade. In fifth grade, we had to go around and like, you were given like, um, like picked a name from a hat and you had to write down what you thought the other person, like things that it was like basically like finding nice things about other people in our class. And I remember very vividly, I cannot remember her name, but I remember exactly what she looked like. And she told me that I would be a great teacher. <laughs> I was like, how intuitive of you as a 10 year old that, you know, she's like, you're just so comforting and you just explain things so well. And I was like, 
Well, shit, I guess maybe a whole lot hasn't changed since uh, <laughs> since fifth grade. Maybe I've always been this way. Um, but a, a Virgo trait is to really give back. So this year I recorded several um, episodes of, and basically like blasted more information out on my podcast. So that way you guys, this is one of the ways in which I can give to you for free, right? It doesn't cost anything to, to listen. Um, you just, you know, if you have a Spotify um, subscription or you have an Apple subscription, um, or you can listen to it by just uh, clicking the direct links. Um, it's just a way for me in which to share a lot of the knowledge that I have and have accumulated over the year, years. Um, so I thought this would be a really great way of giving back. Um, uh, one year I threw a birthday party and like had like a healer come and it, I had somebody come teach yoga and um, had somebody else come uh, read tarot cards. So I, I've been just, I, one year I did, I can't remember. Um, I want to say, was it during this time? Yeah, it was. I, um, I did like a clothing drive, picked up clothes and stuff like that to donate. I don't know. It's just kind of become my thing. And it, it feels really good to me to, to always start a, off my birthday, like, I don't know, thinking of ways that makes me feel, by giving to others, I feel more connected to people. Um, and I don't know, it, it's, it never feels in a way of like, I don't know, like it, it doesn't feel, I've always been somebody as comfortable as I feel speaking and teaching in front of large groups of people. What's interesting is that feels really comforting to me to be able to be connected. Like that's part of what I really love. And so it's just kind of another way for me to, to do that. So if you haven't already, I, I encourage you to listen to the next few episodes. I kind of busted them several out that, that were topics that people had asked for or topics that people had um, requested. And I kind of keep a note of that and, and note, uh, a whole note of just ideas um, that kind of pop into my head. and. Um, so when I get time, I kind of create a lot of them. So that's basically what I did. One of my favorite ones, if you haven't listened to the um, how to create karma with your money, um, understanding the ebbs and flows of money um, and the energy behind it, the energy in which if you're wanting to cultivate good karma, I talk a lot about why the, the people that win the lottery um, can't keep their money. Um, why they often are then like diagnosed with some rare disease that kills them very quickly or they get in accidents or they lose it all. Um, and so when you understand that um, and you understand that getting large amounts of money does not equal problem solved, it doesn't equal life is easy. When you understand how to actually expand in a safe way to be able to hold um, more um, money, is basically what I talk about in that episode. So that's a really great one in order because if you're not a frequency match, right? If you haven't, if your karma, honestly, your your vibrancy, your vibration will not allow you to hold too much money. It will find ways to leave you. Um, so I really talk about ways in which you can basically grow and expand, create and plant good karma for yourself. So that way, Things are able to come to you more easily. You're able to hold on to them, stuff like that. That was probably one of my favorites that I, I recently recorded. And I don't necessarily want to do an episode where it is, you know, 35 things I've learned in 35 years. Um, I actually want to talk about, because I feel like 35, everybody makes the joke like, oh, you're on your way to cl closer to 40 than you are to 30. You know, and people said that when I turned 25 too, they're like, oh, you're so much closer to 30. I'm like, 
And <laughs> so I actually want to talk about one of my favorite books, How to Be Chic, Fabulous, and Live Forever by Sandra Ray. Um, I really love this book. And so what's interesting is, I mean, you'll hear me talk over and over and over because this is something that I believe to be true. And in fact, I know to be true. And I have seen changes not only in my lives and my clients' lives that when you change the blueprint by which your energy and as a result, your physical body builds its cells around. Okay, so I really, when I try to explain to you guys the five bodies, right? The five bodies, when you get beyond the physical body, you have the energetic body. Your energetic body is what um, in the um, Indian tradition or Ayurvedic tradition would call prana. It's what in Chinese or traditional Chinese medicine um, would call chi. Right, so it's called different things around the world, but your energetic body, your vital body, um, sometimes it's called your subtle body, things like that. So that basically the energy, when I, when I say energy, I truly mean this oscillation of energy creates a frequency and a pattern. From this pattern is how your physical body is represented. It's how the cells are informed how the DNA knows how to create what it creates. So to this day, just kind of a little sidebar, to this day, you start right with two cells, we all know this, right? Sperm and an egg. Now, as they begin to multiply, it is still by the scientific community, community very unknown as to how cells begin to differentiate. And they say, some people say, well, it's in the DNA. Well, all the DNA is the same. <laughs> all the chromosomes in the cells are the same. How does a liver cell know that it starts to need to create a specific pattern to be a liver cell versus a brain or a, a skin cell or a reproductive cell? right so how do they begin to differentiate a lot of this this is when you when you really go back you have to understand that there is an energetic pattern well how does the pattern get there right where does the pattern come from so this comes from further back this is when I talk about five bodies this is what I'm talking about we'll get into this book in just a minute but I need you to understand this so that way you can understand the book and why I'm gonna talk about aging so in this in knowing this right it's like a coloring book right first you need the utensils right the the however the paper you're gonna choose whatever your coloring utensils are and you need the colorer somebody that is going to perform the coloring a direction from where it comes from a consciousness right and then you're like okay there has to be an idea an idea of what the the whether you're free drawing, right? Outlining, things like that, or the outline is created. And then you color it in. And then go one step further, because this is the age that we're in, and we have 3D printing, right? It comes to life. 3D printing is like your physical body. The energetic body is the colored in version, right? This is how you know that red goes here and purple goes here and things like that. The outline, the structure of it, is your mental body. 
it directs all of the colors and all of the shapes and how everything is going to be orchestrated to move forward. And behind that, behind that is all of the tools, right? So this is understanding the the more on a, a large scale, is it going to be painted? Is it going to be color pencil? Is it going to be what mediums are you going to use, right? This is more the archetypal, right? So what is believed that is used to color the entire world to, to create any type of structure. And then what goes beyond that? Who does the coloring? That's your bliss body. Okay, that's your consciousness, that's your soul, whatever you would like to call it. That is your higher self. It's called a lot of different things and it doesn't really matter. Fucking labels are for humans. I really should, I really should tagline that. Labels are for humans. But in a way of like humans use labels to be able to identify things you know, source and energy, pure energy doesn't need a label. They just know it as it is what it is. So I thought that was really funny in my mind. I don't know if it came out funny <laughs> to the rest of you. <laughs> Humans value labels. Anyways, so in knowing this about the five bodies, okay, then when you, when I'm, I'm reading this book and I picked it up, I can't remember, she wrote a book. I was really interested. This is this is kind of how I came to be what I was going to talk about today and share with you on my birthday, the day of my birth, is that the first book I, I picked up from her was actually about birth and the energy behind different kinds of births. Because both of my children, when I look back and, and who I am now and what I know now and what I know to be true, I had a medicated birth for both of my children by choice. Um, it was something like I went in and I was like, give me the drugs, which is fine. It's, it's at, again, at the time that was something that I very much wanted. And when I look at the space that I was in in my life, it really made sense. Now where I'm at and what I know about myself and what I know about the birth process and what I know about my power more than anything else, um, I, I don't think I would choose drugs initially. Um, I wouldn't choose any type of um, um, anything to really numb the experience, mostly because I know that you only experience pain in a specific brainwave frequency. And you can do, that's a, this is where hypnobirthing comes from. You can actually go through a process where you keep your brainwave frequencies in a different state so you don't feel all of the physical pain, but you're really present and get to experience the birth for the, the miracle that it is. So that would be my choice. Um, but both my children had very different births um, and both of them because I was a single parent. Um, it was a very traumatic time for me as well as a, as a mother and becoming a mother and becoming a mother again to another little, little human. And my daughter, I, um, for two nights, so I was, I started having contractions, uh, I think I had her on Saturday and I think my contractions started Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, I went in Wednesday, Wednesday night, I'm having contractions, they're about two to three minutes apart, but they're really like, they're, I'm having to like stop and like breathe through them, um, and they're getting closer together, so. I'm like, okay, this is, they told me I should come in. So I come in and I'm only one 
one centimeter dilated, but I am 90%, 80% or 90% effaced. Okay, like she's like, the baby is right here. But my water hasn't broken, nothing. So anyways, I go, I stay, I walk some more, they keep checking me, nothing, no, no progression of dilation. I go a whole day, they send me home. What's funny is like my, my aunt had like met us for lunch after being up all night and leaving the hospital. And um, she met us for lunch and she, she's like, well, I bought this balloon. And she, I remember her bringing me this balloon because she thought I was gonna have a baby. I had no baby, but I had a balloon. <laughs> and, um, and so anyways, I, I did it again Thursday night. You know, I'm still having these contractions. So this is now going on for 24 hours that I'm having them very close together. I go back in, I'm maybe at a two, she said. She's like, uh, it depends on whose fingers are in there. Oh, okay, great. So they send me home again. And again, this is going on forever. And so finally I go in Friday and um, they're like, oh, still not. I was like, I know my water hasn't broke, but I am 100% effaced and I am 1% diet. Like my mom has had five kids. She's had to have her, well, she's had five kids. She had a C-section with the last one, but all of her children, she had to have somebody manually break their water. So I was like, I'm telling you this, considering where I'm at, I, I'm now 48 hours in active labor. I'm not leaving here without a baby in a carrier. So you go find my doctor, you talk to somebody because I'm staying. And they were like, okay. <laughs> so needless to say, I stayed, they broke my water. Things happened, progressed fairly quickly. Um, I think they broke my water at like 9 a.m. or something like that and I had her by one o'clock in the afternoon. I was like, shit, if you would've done this days ago, we could've been on this. I could've had a, a, a um, New Year's Eve baby. I'm just, I was like New Year's Eve, like, oh gosh. This is not feeling good. I wouldn't have had a New Year's Eve baby, but anyways, I, um, and then with my son, um, I went in at 36 weeks and you know, they start checking you vaginally and, and stuff. I think that was my, my first vaginal check, but he was great. He, he knew the scenario. And if you haven't listened, if you don't understand or know about my history and my, my children, things like that, there are other episodes in which you can, can listen to that more. Um, I believe kind of my first episode, my introduction, and I, there's several that I talk about it. So I won't get into that, but, um, he's like, Oh, this is a, this is a, he goes, Oh, and I was like, I'm sorry. I don't like to hear. Oh, when your fingers are up in my business. And he's like, I'm pretty sure this is a bum and not a head. And I was like, great. So sure enough, little guy is turned around. He's butt down. He's not ready to come out. So I go in a couple days later, they, um, move him from the outside. I cannot remember what it's called off the top of my head, but basically two doctors, you know, come up and physically move him from the outside. A hundred percent. I would rather give drug-free childbirth than, and that's a whole nother thing. I ended up feeling, I did get, um, an epidural with my daughter, but because of, I have high pain tolerance and like having to lay on one side, I could feel all of one side. So I was like, is, I'm, did I really go through, um, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I, that, there was just a lot of stuff. So then my son, they flip him around from the outside. I ended up having him. So I, I ended up picking up this book because I was interested on how that affects you moving forward energetically. Kids who have, um, cords wrapped around their neck, kids who are breached, kids who are cesarean, uh, emergency situations. Um, different things like that or when they've taken a, a breath in and either ingested amniotic fluid or they've um oh, i can't remember what it's called when they have a bowel movement um 
like while they're still um, inside and they haven't, I, I, I can't remember what it's called now. I should have really looked up all these technical terms. Anyways, you know what I'm talking about, especially if you're a woman and have had a child, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But anyways, there's all these different scenarios that can really, that can be quite alarming and is part of the reason why a lot of um, medical doctors really do not want you having home births or things like that where there isn't the more um, different medical offerings to help with emergency situations. Again, allopathic or what, what we know to be more like Western medicine, um, you know, medical, is great for emergency situations and we're making leaps and bounds where where a lot of where I specialize in and, and kind of teaching is actually the more health and wellness. Now the, the medical field is much more beneficial once it kind of gets to crisis mode, getting you out of crisis mode so you can do healing and that's really when you wanna come back to what's the root cause of this issue. So when I was looking at the different things that are going on in my children's lives and I've noticed throughout the years, personality and stuff like that, I became really curious about what is going on, what, where did this all start? Because I know when I looked at my kind of birth and my siblings' births and stuff like that, and I really kind of started to, to look and just observe um, patterns and behaviors and things. So anyway, she had this, Sandra Ray had this really great book about the birth process. And when I looked up the things that she said for both of my children, I was like, oh shit, that is spot on. So I'm like, okay, she has this other book that somebody else, I had gone to a Kundalini class, Kundalini Yoga, and somebody had recommended, they, they had kind of read this passage or talked about something and they had talked about this book. Now, this book sat in my Amazon cart. You guys, I'm not kidding you for probably six to nine months. I kept seeing it and I was like, chic fabulous and live forever it just felt so like like what are you gonna tell me like meditate my wrinkles away like you know and i'm very like you guys know how i teach like i'm very practical in the way that i teach the way i explain things like that i am i am not um somebody who is you know just have faith and all will be well like i'm very much understanding what is the practice of faith like how does that actually look how does that show up how can you apply that like Let's be real about it. So this chic, fabulous, and live forever situation, I was like, mm, I don't know about this. But as I'm reading it, and which is why it really, it kind of just, it's interesting because I, I wasn't really sure what I was going to talk about. And as soon as I started talking, it just like fell into my brain. And just like, sometimes for me, downloads or when I'm channeling, when I, I always kind of set this intention of like, allow what it's meant to come through to come through and this is kind of just what's coming through at this point because I was like I have made this kind of joke for the past year or two that I I it's not a joke you guys I'm genuinely I'm youthing I'm not aging I'm not aging not in the in a way I think that a lot of people think um you know they they think that Oh, I'm getting younger and younger and I'm I'm you know doing all this skin services and I'm getting you know liquid IVs and I'm taking all these supplements and there's this no when I say that like I'm actually again when I talked about the five bodies I'm looking at the blueprint that is constructing my physical body and I am changing it 
I'm changing. I no longer subscribe to the fact that there's something bad about being closer to 40. I no longer subscribe that as I get older, I feel like, like I'm running out of time. I, I just don't feel like that's true. I, I actually look at it and I'm like, when I think about the life expectancy, I am not even halfway through my life, you guys. And I have lived a very full life, a very full life. I've had multiple businesses. I've had tremendous success. I have worked through so much turmoil and trauma and really came out very resilient and kind, softer because of it. I've come out more clear because of it. I have, none of those things have made me hard and that's been a choice. Because it's very easy when things are bad or when things are hard or you're struggling to really identify with your suffering and it become part of your personality. But that's not true. That's only true if you believe it to be true. Just like every year getting older is something to fear or something to worry about or, or look at what do I need to be doing for preventative. Right now I don't look at anything that I do as preventative for aging. I actually look at it as it makes me feel younger. To exercise, I feel better. When I do yoga, because of such intense breathing, I feel younger and more vibrant. I don't feel more flexible. I never think, wow, I feel so much bendy after that class. I actually feel so much more alive. That's what I notice. Colors seem clearer. My vision seems different. I seem to be able to hear with more um, sensitivity. I'm able to feel deeper with my family, with my pets, with my friends, right? I take supplements or, or whatever because I recognize how much more alert I feel or how much more um, like me I feel. I'm not trying to be a 15-year-old version of me. I'm trying to feel chic, fabulous, and to on a very soul level, live forever. I refuse and do not accept what society's beliefs around aging looks like. I don't believe that my body deteriorates. In fact, that's fucking not true. It's not true. Your body is always actually in a state of trying to build. It's always trying to repair. It's always trying to be better. Look at every time you work out, the soreness. You know what it's trying to do? Those small little tears that you create, right? These little issues you think that you have. Okay, so if we're talking about not just for muscles, but for life, your muscles, right? The, the innate intelligence of the body and the way the system is, work, is working is it creates a substance that goes in, basically does the patchwork on all these little tears that you created while you worked out so that way you're stronger. That's how you build muscle, you guys. All of life is that way. Your brain is constantly creating new neural pathways. You don't stop learning after a certain age. And in fact, you can dissolve certain neural pathways. So this is a lot of the work that I do is seeing where your, your neural pathways have been created, where they really are entrained and ingrained, and be able to basically, it's like in construction, like, okay, there's cracks in the road, we're gonna smooth that over, or <coughs> we're going to make a new road over here because this path is not the most efficient anymore. 
right? How many times have you seen a road be widened because it's necessary or they divert the road or they change um, the shape of it a bit and stuff like that? That is the same thing that goes on with, with your brain is that your behaviors and patterns on this mental level, right? We talked about this, your physical, and then you have your subtle, your energetic, then you have your mental. These are, are the lines, right? The structure in which everything is created from. The mental body, all of these beliefs that create the structure. So I'm looking at, reading this book, and I finished it a while ago, and I was kind of mind blown. She does get into actually a lot of like food and stuff like that. Um, and I don't wanna to go too much into that. If you're interested in the book, um, I will link it in the show notes. Um, but I do practices that make me feel more alive, more connected every day. I no longer, I, and that's the thing is if you look at your life and you're stressed out every day and all these things are, are difficult or hard or, I mean, I, this, it kind of made me laugh cause I was like, nothing says 35. Like I cannot wait to get up and go to the chiropractor. Like, I can't wait to feel better. I recognize my body feels out. I've actually, I had this like rib that um, I had a rib pop out of place and that is possible, you guys. <laughs> I had somebody tell me once that that's not possible and I was like, oh no, it very much is. I can, A, I can feel it and B, I've had one put back into place. I've literally popped a rib back into place on my own one time. It was kind of on accident, but it really worked out for me. Um, I've partially dislocated a shoulder, put that back into place. Um, I shared on another episode at one point I, I thought about becoming a chiropractor. <laughs> so, um, because it is really fascinating to me how, how the body works and, and the chiropractor is not only feeling for bones out of place, they're feeling for so much subtlety. They're really feeling for like energetic blockage as well. So that's really quite incredible. But, but I, um, when I'm, I'm looking at this this book and the way that you live your life, I not only do I no longer subscribe to that, I do this, I've done this every year for the past several years. Um, I don't know, it might've been seven, eight years. Maybe not quite that long, but I take the day off um, and I a good chunk of the day, I really dedicate to feeling into energy that I want more of. And again, it's interesting being in the work that I'm at now because I was doing this before I did this. Like this has come so second nature to me, like teaching people how to heal because I've been unbeknownst to me doing it for myself and creating that change for myself before it could be, again, labeled anything. So I would start the morning with things that made me feel good, whether that be going to Starbucks if I really enjoyed, you know, coffee. A lot of times by this this time of the year, um, pumpkin spices come out and I love, I love fall flavors, I love winter flavors. Um, honestly, I just really love all flavors if I'm being really honest. Um, I love I love food and I love flavor and I love taste and, I, and that to me makes my life feel very rich. So I often um, also plan like a dinner or something like that around food around things that I want to experience, whether that be a new restaurant or something like that. Um, I usually work out or do something for myself. This morning I took Willow for a long walk. Um, I was wearing my, my Earth Runners, my shoes that are like almost barefoot. So it actually felt really good because we walked through some grass, like I felt very grounded. Um, my feet have been feeling really great, so much more mobile. 
um, I kind of, I've talked, I feel like I share a lot of just my personal life um, on here. So I, I'm sure I've talked about that. If you haven't seen all my Instagram stories, they're phenomenal. Um, if you have bunions or anything like that, seriously, you guys, you need to like rewild your feet. Like your toes should move a lot more than they probably do. And it impacts all of the meridians of your body, especially um, you have a, a large meridian that runs um, from like big toe area all the way up um, your back and um, neck and things like that. So I'm reading her book and it's, she goes into, I mean, really, really deep. You guys wanna get like, you wanna get wild to read this book um, because she goes beyond the fact like she goes into how truly we are again go back to the five bodies so science is and has now proved when you get down to the basics of dna it's actually biophotons what are biophotons light dna is light first of all wild second of all i had this epiphany on my walk Oh, interesting that I had this epiphany and I did not intend to put this in the episode, um, but we'll see how this all comes out. So I had this epiphany because when you, we are nature and when you think about plants and the way that they utilize light, the way we, the reason why we see a lot of whatever plant as like green is because they're actually reflecting that particular frequency. They reflect the frequency that is green. Now they still, they absorb blue, red, all of those things. So I'm like, okay, I have this really like hypothesis and I, I'm sure I could maybe find some science on this summer. Um, but that being said, if we are on a DNA level, just light, really what you see and what we're, what's happening is the environment around us, right? What we not only ingest, but what we directly put ourselves in and around is possibly being reflected through our DNA. And really the way that the cells specifically organize to reflect certain things, and I'm not ta talking just about like your skin color or things like that, but actually like the energy that's reflected or, or bounced off of you, I don't know. That's kind of getting a, a way out there. But really, when we're kind of looking at, she talks about, I mean, to the point of kind of going back to these, like, again, being made of light, these biophotons. Well, when you turn a light switch on and off, what happens? Right? It's not that the light bulb itself changes, the structure changes, but it's the charge behind it right like something begins to quote unquote like inhabit it like your consciousness so she even gets into in the in the book being able to like teleport <laughs> through time and um kind of her, her mentor and and some of the the processes of looking at food in a very different way of how it affects your frequency and how it affects again as a result because when you think about what are plants, plants utilize the frequency of light to grow. They utilize the nutrients in the soil, the molecular compounds in the soil and absorb their nutrients and make new 
at like molecular combinations, right? Certain frequencies and patterns in order to grow. Um, something that I find really interesting is, and I would love, I really, I tried to look up this up, but I don't see any photos of it, which I have a hard time believing that nobody has been interested in this before. But when a tree loses a leaf and you take Curlian photography, which photographs the electromagnetic field, it's often used when you um, get an aura reading. Um, the the um, electromagnetic field still shows as there, right? You can actually still see the outline of the leaf that is missing. And so what I was really interested in is I was like, I wonder if like an amputee still had, because what, what are phantom, these phantom pains, right? And they're phantom in their, their limbs that are no longer attached and they're feeling this, this pain or this whatever. So I couldn't find any imagery of um, amputees of their in Curlian photography, which I thought is odd. I was like, I cannot be the only person that has ever wondered this. So if I am the only person, maybe I need to set out to find me an amputee that I can take some Curlian photography um, pictures and, and kind of see if this energetic field is still there. But that's the thing is that she really dives into what are plants. If nothing, they use light and transmute it into form. And what do we do? People do not realize that the mitochondria of our cells is actually quite bright under certain microscopes. It does look like this light is emanating from it. And we use and need sunlight in order for our mitochondria to be able to do all of the cell processes. So in that being said, when we ingest more plants, more fruits, things like that, that are high in, again, light, how that changes our physical beings. And so actually reading this book is, I was kind of already on this journey of, of eating more plants, but this kind of really prompted me to really what I'm looking at, again, what the society says is aging, it's actually becoming more and more attuned with my frequency. So feeling younger, feeling more vibrant, but at the same time having the wisdom, the wisdom behind the years of experience and understanding. Um, there's this great, this great song. I cannot remember the whole song, but I remember the, these lyrics. It's a country song, but it talks about like basically um, wisdom. Um, if we had wisdom in our youth, it would be a lot less fun. Like that the, the youth is really meant to develop and be able to learn and, and kind of see patterns and conditioning. And then as we get older, it's really to zoom out and come back to our true essence, right? And I feel like that's really the part of what's age, what age for a lot of people is, is that it, it's scary to feel like you have less control. And I feel like that's what happens as you get older. You feel like you're relinquishing your control in a sense because your body, you're like, I know it's deteriorating. I have a history of this, so I know I'm probably gonna get it. Like you have all these beliefs, again, this, this coloring book that you're creating, that your cells and your energetic body are beginning to organize around these beliefs, these lines, and beginning to color your world with that. And so instead, when you're really looking at, I'm getting a year older, why don't you look at, I'm gonna change the fucking pattern. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna change the lines, and I'm gonna change the blueprint in which my 
energetic and physical body is created. I am changing the trajectory of my life by changing the patterns at the core level, my beliefs, my like the way that my thoughts are organized, these neural pathways, I'm going beyond this. And so, um, you know, Matt's kind of been teasing me, my husband, he's been kind of giving me a, a, teasing me a hard time. Like we went to this birthday party a few weeks ago that it was for her 35th. And um, we live in Las Vegas. She rented out what used to be um, Nikki Beach, if you guys are familiar at the Tropicana. Um, it's now like the Cabana Room or something like that, but they've kind of turned it more into um, what used to be a club is now um, kind of more an event space. Um, weddings have been hosted there. But I was like, I walked in and I was like, I for sure was here in my younger years, but it was a club. <laughs> and it was this great, um, you may, may have seen it on Instagram. It was this great party. It was Christmas in July. And I was like, I, it, it was really interesting. Cause he's like, oh, you know, we've bought a house. We t took this fabulous trip to Europe. We um, got married. Like we've had a lot of really large things where it's actually feel, felt very nice kind of get into a little bit more of a humdrum type feel. And he's like, do you, do you need a party like this? Like it was like everybody like wearing ball gown type thing. Like I was like that we did not go to the ball gowns because I felt like um, Christmas in July is very much like bathing suits and like um, like Santa in board shorts type thing. You could come however you wanted, but it was a very over the top, fully catered, um, signature drinks, DJ, the whole nine. Uh, it was like a wedding, but for a birthday, he's like, do you need this for your 35th? It's kind of a big birthday. And I was like, it, it, it isn't, it isn't. Like, it's very much to me always this time of reflection. Um, but like reflection in the sense of like, I always feel like not, oh, what do I want to change? But like, what do I want more of? And so I want to challenge you when you look at every year getting older, instead of looking at your, your birthdays, I look at it as like a way that I'm gleaning and gaining a lot more wisdom as to how I can really return to myself and feel more vibrant. And, and by doing that, feel younger. I feel, and not only feel like emotionally or, you know, I have a lot of energy. I don't mean it like that. Like my body, feels better my the the way it operates feels better um it feels different but I, I recognize I was like what feels different is that I don't drink it, my like weight in um caffeine every day to get through the day I have so much energy with no caffeine or very little caffeine today I, I splurged a little I got a little half calf you guys um, which is probably why I'm talking so fast and so excited. <laughs> but that just tells you, like, I don't need a whole lot um, to really pack a punch. In fact, I can't have regular coffee anymore. I feel like I am on, I've never had speed, but I feel like that's what it would feel like. Like cocaine, like I feel like I'm like, ah! like, I can't, I can't do it. And because I am so deeply aware of how vibrant I am on my own. I feel the pulling away from like substances and even like my, everybody has attachment to food and, and the way that it affects them. And um, anyways, the, the book is just really, it's really wonderful and really insightful to give you a look at why getting older doesn't have to be aging. I, I don't know about y'all, I'm youthing forever. 
I'm getting younger and younger every single day. Every single day I feel better. I rest when I need to rest. I listen to my body. I eat foods that make me feel more vibrant. In fact, I'm already like, I told you I like to take the day off and really do things that make me feel full and vibrant. I'm going to one of my favorite restaurants that has delicious farm fresh, lots of greens and, and great flavor combinations and, and always makes me feel very like luxurious um, because it's all of this really great, healthy, whole foods and ingredients. Um, so I'm gonna go do that. Like, it's really finding kind of this magic of living in everyday life. You're not meant to just go to work and be miserable and be stressed. In fact, I think it's like 98% of all diseases and disorders are actually exacerbated exponentially up by up towards at least 50%, I believe is the, the statistic. It's 50% worse if you are stressed. So that means whatever you got going on, whether it be pain, whether it be a autoimmune disorder, whether it be, I, I mean, it could be high blood pressure, anything like that, low blood pressure, it is all affected by what is going on around our daily living life. And if you constantly feel like life is out to get you, that there's piles and piles of stress that you can't get away from, that a lot of times, one, comes from your belief around your scenarios and your experiences. You are stressed because of how you perceive the experience. And when you begin to perceive the experience as different, example, getting older is not bad. It is not aging. Getting older just means, again, I'm another day older. Like I've added a whole other solar return to, to, my, to my life, which is incredible, right? It's not getting old. It, if you're highly stressed and your life feels like a lot, and I don't say this lightly because I have been there, it is truly mostly because of your perception and because of your perception, your biology, again, going back to the, the five bodies, your biology responds to both your energetic body, what the pattern of energy and information is, your cells respond to that, and the, what creates the pattern is the constant thought, the mental, right, your beliefs, and those are shaped by your supramental, which is all of the, the archetypal energy. This is, you know, that, and this is really per pervasive right now in, in a lot of what's been going on in, in politics and things like that of, you know, your beliefs on the woman's place in the home or the woman's rights or, you know, again, we see a lot of this, like we talk a lot about toxic masculinity right now is, is a very kind of hot buzzword in the, in the healing space. And so when you look at what's been set up for our society and this archetypal energy, you start to realize that a lot of your beliefs are not true and actually perpetuated by the society, by the archetype. If you stop buying into those beliefs, if you untie those neurons that are firing together, you dissolve that neural pathway and create a new one, your life starts to change because your perception changes. As a result, your energy response creates a new pattern and then your physical being responds. So, it's really, really powerful to actually look at, start to look at some of your beliefs around everything, you guys. Get curious about why you believe what you believe. Because the older I've got, the more that I realize that the shit that I thought was true when I was younger, by no fault of parents, by no fault of society, it was already constructed in such a way. But I've deconstructed a lot of those things. It's not my belief anymore. And when I'm ready, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teleport. My whole body, 
like in um oh my gosh what am i thinking of um like willy wonka and the Cho chocolate factory right or is it or is it charlie and the chocolate factory i can't remember which one i feel like maybe they do it in both anyways where she gets in this thing and it's like beep, 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 right and it comes down to and then they start to like all these molecules are like black and white black and white on the screen and then they're projected somewhere else that's going to be me because I've gotten so in touch with how my energy works that I'm able to be able to unplug from the physical element and my consciousness can move. That's my plan. That's how I'm getting younger and younger. So if you want to be on this uh, journey with me, feel free to grab the book. We can chit chat about it. Uh, give it a read. Give it a read just to be curious about how your beliefs and perception around aging, around your body, around health, um, are really I think you'll find that it will challenge a lot of your beliefs in a way that might make you a little uncomfortable and that's fucking good that is fucking good because I want you to see that there are different perceptions of reality out there and there are people who experience a different reality than your own which means there are different possibilities for you so if you are in the space where you maybe feel unhappy this could be a game changer for you so Get curious, you guys. I love you. Thank you for listening to all of my birthday episode. Um, and really, in, and be on this journey of youthing every single day, getting younger and younger with me. So if you see me and I'm looking chic, fabulous, and like I'm going to live forever, please let me know, okay? <laughs> I, I, loved, I love, I'm really good at receiving now. It's one of the things that I've worked on, uh, receiving compliments. And you should too. You should let people give things to you. Let them give you good energy and, and let them... Let them give the gift of kindness. I love you all. Cheers. <laughs>